One of the blessings I receive from producing Find the Good News is in visiting with someone I've never met before and seeing their passion for service to others. This motivating episode with Owen Clanton, principal at FK White Middle School, started as soon as he walked in the studio door. He's a deep thinker and infectious leader, and it's clear that he cares about bettering the lives of his faculty and students. We meander into some interesting places, In getting to know Owen, it affirms again that there are good people out there changing the world 50 cents at a time. Wake up, it's morning. You're dreaming up a story I can hear. The way it's going, cause you're laughing in your sleep. On the path to your deliverance and a holy wall of light. Old news, bad news, fake news. Sometimes you just want to shut it all down and get no news at all. With Find the Good News, I aim to change that by focusing on good people doing good work. I visit with artists, educators, civic and spiritual leaders, musicians, business owners, students, volunteers, and everyday citizens who are using their creativity, resources, and talents to bring hope and happiness to their corner of the world. In each episode, I dig into the hearts and minds of my extraordinary guests. We have street-level conversations about relatable things going on in their lives, discover the critical life experiences that shape them, the perspectives that drive them, and the fundamental beliefs that are anchoring them to a path of goodness. There's a lot of news in the world. My name is Orrin Parker, and I'm going to find the good. This is how it happens, man. Same setup uh, that Jocko and them use on theirs. Is it the same setup? Pretty much. Yeah. They're at a kitchen table. Yeah. Hanging out. You can hear... You can hear it's funny in the background. You, check it out. You can hear a screen door open. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when I first started listening to podcasts, I think that's what drew me into them because, you know, when you're on the radio, you kind of have this awareness that I'm on the radio. Right. You know, it's live or maybe it's not, but you just have this thing going on in your, I think maybe we all do. I don't know. I do. I get kind of self-conscious about what I'm saying and uh, tailor every single thing, you know, yeah. manicure my thoughts a little more. Yeah. As, but podcasts, I felt like, why? What is it about this that's attracting uh, or encouraging people to open up a little more? And uh, I think that might be what it is. It's just the intimacy of the whole thing. Yeah. It just doesn't feel uh, contrived, I guess, or like you're trying to prom- you, you ultimately you're promoting yourself or what you're doing. But it's uh, just I don't know more personable. You can sink in a little, yeah. little more. I just think it's awesome to meet new people too. I do too. Yeah. That's what Carrie said. Carrie, yeah. Carrie said, uh, man, Orange just likes to meet new people. He just likes to talk. He just likes to find out what's going on. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I like to scratch, man. I mean, and not, not in a aggressive way. I just, I've always been fascinated by, um, what's inside of people. Yeah. You know, I even, even some of the worst people, uh, I don't even like using that word because I think if you scratch deep enough, you find, it's coming from somewhere. Yeah, like well, I'm, I'm a big why. Yeah, are we, are we rolling? We're rolling. Oh, man. cool. Right. I do it this way because it's easier. Yeah, we just go right into it. So uh, I'm with you. I love. I was telling people today at work. It's like you know, we're such an interesting species. Right on. <laughs> like what drives us? What 
doesn't drive us. Yeah. I love it. I love humans. Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, sometimes when I, I remember probably 20 years ago when I really started really first thinking about that kind of stuff and uh it was just contemplating things you know just the basic thing of just looking at your own hand and going okay i mean this incredible machine that i had just what i can do with my hand the dexterity of my fingers and all of this stuff and that was for me i mean boy, i'm gonna jump right into it i mean for me that i didn't even have to ask the question like that some people ask is there a god i looked at my own hand and went I see design. I see purpose, function. It doesn't look like chaos to me. So I didn't even know that I was asked that I was formulating the answer before even asking the question. So it was kind of easy. And that's usually the first place I go when I meet somebody who maybe has an agnostic or a, an atheistic worldview, which I, for me, seemed always felt a little colder. Kind of made things just uh, a little deader, you know? And so. Yeah. I thought, you know, when I look around, I just don't see that. I see life. I see color, interesting, interest, creativity, things that human beings do as intelligent creatures, you know, that we, we create. We do these things and we, we're easy to look at ourselves and give ourselves credit for things. But everything else that we have nothing to do with also arises in the same way. So I, I don't know. To me, I, my ultimate trail back was to intelligence. I mean, just intelligent design. It's pretty it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's really. I've been uh, listening to uh, Simon Sinek. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not familiar. So, uh, just to kind of give you a rundown, and all the all the things I may reference, I've been on this kick where just studying leadership. Yeah, and and studying people who have studied leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, you know, he. If you're interested, Simon Sinek, S I N E K. Wonderful stuff. He's got a TED talk out there that a buddy just sent me yesterday. It's a, it's a summary of his book, Why Leaders Eat Last, mm-hmm. in 12 minutes. And the audio book's out there, and that's about eight hours. Wow. So okay. depends on your driving time and what you have. But yeah, you, you can listen. work that through. Absolutely. Yeah, morning commutes and stuff. Uh, but, you know, one thing he brings up is people want to be led, not managed. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I right. mean, I want to be led. I want. I want to be inspired, motivated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be made better. Yeah, through our interaction. So, yeah, uh, good stuff. I've actually kind of the same thing. I kind of fascinated by leadership. There's this picture that circles around the internet every once in a while. I'm sure you've seen it. It's uh, it's it says boss and leader, mm-hmm. and it's got the people that are carrying this guy on a throne, and he's pointing ahead, and that's uh the the boss right and, you know, and then the leader has the same cart but he's in the front of the line with the people you know and i always thought that's true i mean i uh i tend to respect somebody more that's willing to uh that you know they've been where you you're at or, or even if they haven't been where you're at they've been they've attempted to understand where you're at you know and then they go with you they're not uh just sitting on a in a high tower somewhere you know yes so well, man, we, we jumped right into all that. Yeah, sorry. All no, right. that's so, good. I'm uh, glad. That's exciting. I'm actually even more excited to talk to you now. I've kind of, uh, I don't know you, obviously. Right. You know, we just, this introduction was made through Carrie. So when we put the show together, that was the first thing I did. I said, you know, I've got these four or five people that I really like a lot. And I think they're doing good things. And so my first reaction was to ask them, okay, on, based on your judgment and your opinion, who, do, who who should I be talking to for this show? And so you were 
in that wave of people that came through. And I'm so glad you agreed. I did a little internet stalking so I could get to familiar familiarize myself with you. And, uh, so you're the principal at, at FK, FK White. White. School, yes. Okay. Well, you guys are doing a lot of stuff over there, man. Look, we are hooked up. Like, <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, it is truly just a great, a great place to be for adults and for children. Uh, it's, it's just, it's cool. How long have you been the principal there? Uh, this is my fifth year. Fifth year. Yes. So compared to before you were principal, I mean, what I'm seeing all kinds of media coming out of there. I mean, y'all doing the, one of the things that jumped out, you had the, uh, hot mess express. Yeah. So that was, you know, social media is a blessing and a curse in uh-huh. itself. <laughs> uh, we, myself and a couple other faculty, uh, faculty members are members of a cl- closed Facebook group. And, it's a worldwide administrator group. Okay. And man, they generate ideas from across the world. And one thing was the woot wagon, like woot woot. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's the only time you'll hear me say that <laughs> because it just doesn't fit me. You I know? gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but the Hot Mess Express, because you never know what you're going to get, mm-hmm. man, we, we bring small little treats to teachers and... Uh, we, we've given out notebooks. We are giving out gene passes. It's simple stuff. Yeah. But the the message and the the fuel to to fuel the Hot Mess Express is just a simple thank you to educators. And it doesn't matter if you're a teacher or a paraprofessional, cafeteria custodian, secretary. It is a multifaceted team to run a school. And the, the everybody has to have that passion because it's tough work. Yeah, very rewarding, great work. But uh, that's what fuels it is their passion just to go and say thank you. So why that that's I've had this thing. This comes up with everybody I've talked to so far, and that's letting people know that they're valued. I mean, all across the spectrum. Why? I mean, just in for you. I mean, maybe it's a common answer, but why is that so important? You know, I think for for me, I, I, I'm on the cusp of Generation X and Millennial. Okay. Right? I was born in 83. Okay. So uh, words of affirmation is a love language of mm-hmm. mine. And uh, I think that would be a typical characteristic trait, you know, of Millennials, definitely. But... Uh, but just at the end of the X. So I just think we value respect. Mm. I think as a basic hierarchy of need, once we're once we have that shelter and that safety and the food, then we, we would look for that social acceptance. And so just knowing one, people notice to the job that we do and that it, that it makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree with that 100%. I mean, I was born in 74, and I can say that uh, I think that there's probably a lot of people out there that feel uh, like what they're doing doesn't matter. And I think it really does affect the overall quality of life of a person. I mean, you can be doing anything, and if you feel like it matters, it doesn't matter what it is. Well, we're all searching for purpose. Right on. Whether we know it or not, in my opinion. Of course, Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I've... I'm no doctorate in this. I, you just, I just intuit this. I just, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love people. Yeah. I've always loved people. I'll, I'm, I've never met a stranger. I think my son has that uh, trait as well. It's just, 
we all want to know that we're doing something for a reason. Yeah, I agree. I think um, when I find that place, I can really, it doesn't matter what I'm involved in. I've, I've found that uh, I used to wonder about that a lot. What am, what am I here for? I mean, I talk to some people and that, that creates like an existential crisis for Oh, yeah. Them, you know, to say, who am I? And, you know, Mickey Smith and I were talking about that, and, and he said the same thing. He said, you know, that is the question we should be asking. Who am I? Why am I? It doesn't need to be a negative question. It's a, <clears throat> a true motivator. You know, when you start digging, for me, I always thought, well, I, I, it's going to be a thing I need to do um, or a, a job or a thing like that. And I think that, that um, as I get older, I start to go, okay, I think I was mistaken. It's not a thing I do. It's anything I do. Right. You know, big message, uh, that we push it at FK and, and it comes full circle. When I was in high school, my dad would uh, ask me to do affirmations. Really? I, I put them on my mirror. Uh, I played baseball and some of it, when I was going through a slump, he would you know, recommend, hey, why don't you say this every morning? Yeah, like let little mantra mantras for right. you to that's right. awesome. So about three years ago started doing that at FK on the morning announcements. Yeah. And the slow trickle of change, it's not tangible, but it's present. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big message we push is it doesn't matter who you are, what your role is, what your job, you're gonna make a difference. Yeah. Period. It's either going to be positive or negative. Yeah. You can't have an interaction and not make a difference. So you get to decide. Yeah. How am I going to respond to the person? I can't control that person. Everything is based around I am in control of my choices. You know, simple kind of cliche school stuff, but it's more applicable to life. Um, What's this week? This week is uh, failure is... It doesn't define me. Failure does not define me, and my growth comes from failure, right? Yeah. And then it's just a reminder, I am strong. And so uh, we push it. We push it. Sometimes it's for me to hear. Sure. And a reminder. Yeah. And I just bring 715 students and about 100 adults along with me. You know, that's something that I think even in our business that I try to do too. And uh, you have to... And that's something I thought when I was looking at your Facebook page and the media that y'all are doing at FK White. I thought, you know, it takes somebody just kind of sticking it out there because, I mean, your your message is to parents. You know, I didn't I mean, again, I just recently started looking at what you were doing and I thought, man, you know, you could totally not be doing this. You could maybe be driving to work and having that thought. Because we all do it. I mean, right. you sound like a contemplative guy, so I'm sure you have all kinds of things that you're thinking about all the time. And some of it probably just gets lost before <laughs> you get a chance to catch it, right? Absolutely. But you get to work, and you're going, hey, I thought about this. You could just, you could just um, keep it to yourself, use it for your own well-being, and you could maybe talk to your wife about it and maybe your kids. But <clears throat> to stick yourself out there and put a thought out there into the world – I, I honestly think it's courageous because, I mean, especially today, I really do. So a couple of points. I used to not. I used to hold it and just let it go and maybe just stew on it for a week or two. And then uh, I've grown in my faith. Yeah. Uh, um, and so the there's a reoccurring question. When I hear that small voice in the back of my head that is pushing me to do something positive. Yeah. Right. Is what if Mary said no? 
Right. Yeah. You know, that, mm-hmm. that just drives me. What if Mary said no when Gabriel came and right. said, hey, then, boom, where are we today? Right. So it has taken uh, a long time to get to that point to say, you know what? I feel it's being placed on me for whatever reason. Yeah. I'm going to share. Yeah. You know, I'm going to encourage if anybody's out there listening, I bet you at some point there's been a thought about maybe an old friend. Mm-hmm. Maybe you haven't talked to him or maybe you haven't talked to your mom or dad in, in, a, in a little bit or a yeah. sibling. Call him. Shoot him a text. Right. Yeah. Something. Just reach out and say, you've been on my mind. How are you? And that's just check in. Right. You, you know, it's start. That's honestly, that's where it started. Yeah. And then it's built to this and it's like, I'm a parent. I have by way of, you know, parents of 715 children and at my school and, and you don't parenting's hard. Right. <laughs> Period. Yeah. We need, we need to know that we share struggles. You're not alone. You're not alone. You know, you right. need to know that. That you, you're hitting on stuff that's very important to me. I think people, just in general, especially children, want to know that they're not alone. That somebody sees them. Mickey talked about that, and what's so strange when he brought it up, I didn't expect that to come up in every single interview. Uh, but that has come up every time that people, there's people that are hurting, and they just want to know that their life matters, that they've seen, especially children. Um, and I mean, I know, I, I've heard people say, well, you, it's hard to live so sensitive to to go, well, you know, you don't want to happen with somebody today. You don't know what's going on in their life. And on one hand, I would say, well, maybe the world we've built has made it hard to live so sensitive because it's so fast-paced and we all have so much to do. But realistically i think if you start taking out all of that stuff it's really actually not that hard to do to just take a big breath and go maybe something's going on i don't know what if i asked that question just said is everything okay right and you might find out uh you're saving somebody's life that day just by having that conversation man a guy that i heard uh speak he he was motivating teachers his name is mark mcleod Great story, but he uh, he ends every talk that he does with "be the positive force in a negative society." Mm. You know, yeah. And, and something we say all the time at at school, adult to adult or adult to to student, is it costs nothing to be kind. Yeah, right. Like it, it's literally free to smile. Mm-hmm. Just smile at somebody. That could be a difference maker. Yeah, I've heard that um, the apostolate of smiling go around, and I when I heard that, I said, "Oh, I'm in." Because that's one of my, and I guess maybe it's a pet peeve, which I that in a way kind of sounds negative in and of itself, but it's something I've been curious about. Because I think we, I perhaps, maybe it's just me, I don't know, but I think we're sort of living in a scowling society. And I don't know why, but I have some thoughts as I'm going to the grocery store, I'm at the gas station, and any, any line I'm in, these thoughts start to show up. Yeah. And I, I tend to people watch and I go, well, let me, I'm watching the interactions of the people with the cashier, you know, and going, what's the experience like right here? There's two human beings. They're going to be together for, you know, five minutes. And you have this choice at that moment to either, either person, the cashier or the person checking out to choose to just be nice mm-hmm. and just 
the niceties of how are you, how's your day. And what I have found is that when I just smile, just start smiling way back at the end of the line, by the time I get up there, the cash register is so thrilled Mm -hmm. to be greeted by eyes that are lit up and a smiling person. And then we actually don't just say, hey, how are you doing today? We actually kind of sometimes have a little tiny chit chat. That's a little more as real as you can get at the checkout line. Right. I feel better and always think, what are the people behind me now doing? Are they doing what I was doing? Are they watching too? That's right. You know, and then is it get is any of that passed down the line? And so that's just, for me, it's like an analogy of life. If you go in with a smile, you don't know, man. Somebody else might really just have made a choice to be hard. That's right. But so what? I mean, what what is it? What do I gain by being hard back? That's I mean, right. I don't gain anything. I'm just teaching myself to bury a part of myself that I I, I want to be out in the world. You yeah. know, yeah, it, it becomes habit. I, I agree. I mean, we are the sum total, right? Yeah, of all our experiences, and uh, I don't know. We've all struggled. Yeah, you know, we've all had ups and downs, and and it's yeah. just how are you gonna how are you gonna tackle today? Right. You know. Yeah, that's. Uh, I bring this up a lot, but for, you know, uh, the word that I used was there's a hinge in my life. And I think we all have different ones, but I had a hinge a couple of years back when my father passed away and it occurred to me at that time how, um, quickly I was having to get back to business. And that for me was a big self-study because I thought, you know, I don't, I'm not ready, not really ready. Just not right, but I'm going to force myself to put the face on and do all the things because there's other people who need me to be strong right now. And there's, you know, business to be done, but it really made me look at that and go, you know, how, how many other places in my life am I kind of screwing in differently just to get through it? That's really what happens if I don't, what happens if I just stop doing that and go, well, actually I mean, I actually want to ask this person this question. Mm-hmm. Normally, I might have held back because I'm like, well, you know, that's inappropriate. You're in a meeting. It's not really inappropriate. It's just we're not used to it. Right. Hey, are you okay? Hey, uh, I heard that you, uh, you're you such and such has been sick. Well, most people I have found really in business meetings, they don't want to talk about that stuff. It's like, don't bring that stuff up. That's separate. Right. And I go, man, I've got all these little silos. You know, I'm, I'm this person for here and I got to be this person here. Right. And I was like, this is just, that's not whole living. It's exhausting. Oh, it's exhausting. It is. And I just can't, I can, but I don't want to do that. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to teach kids to do that. You know, and I guess bring it back. I have children too. And I've, sometimes I think I might've created little monsters and not in a bad way, but because I've taught them to be thinkers and sometimes I see it frustrating other people right. because they're like, you just need to accept this. And my kids just aren't, they're not wired that way. And I'm going, well, I'm not wired that way. So what did I expect was going to happen? I've taught them to ask questions and question things that they go, oh, that doesn't seem right. Why? That's I just right. want to know, you know, yeah. as an educator, you know, how do you do that? Because I mean, a lot of people would say exerting control is the only way to get things, you know, done with a bunch of kids. I think a great, uh, misconception is that there is such a thing as control. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, if we can't give you the why we don't do it. 
If I can't explain to you huh. why we're doing it, huh. we, we, we don't. We we just don't do it. That's actually pretty awesome because that's not it, it's uh it's not hypocritical. Mm. You don't have to be a hypocrite to a kid. Sometimes the why is not a very good why, mm. right? Sometimes yeah. there are external sources that require this action to to do it, and and that's you know some of those you still have to accept and do. Yeah, but the why is still there. Huh. It's hey, look, we have to do this because. XYZ. Man, you know, I'm going to tell you, I have never, I'm going to retain that because I've never thought of that before. If I can't tell you why, then I'm not going to ask you to do it. And, and I mean, maybe there is a reason and I just need, but I, before I ask you to do anything, I need to know myself it's, if you're asking me. So. It's just taking the time to explain it. Sometimes it's really nice to say, because I said so, because <laughs> we know the why we know that, uh, like for our personal children, don't run out into a street right, without right, looking right. both ways. Yeah. You know, because I said so is just a whole lot faster than, well, a car is probably texting, yeah. doing the Good radio. big dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, my children are the same way. They want to know why. And if, if you give them the why nine out of ten times, they'll accept it and, and do it. They're still human. So they're still going to mm. test the water and, and some, but. That's what we do. Well, it gets back to what you you kind of circling back to what you said at the beginning about leadership. I mean, a good leader is somebody that I think you you learn to trust. You know that you don't just go, man. I trust them just because of their persona. Maybe some people do. I think a lot of us maybe do. We get allured by a person personality. You may get initial trust, yeah. But then right. when when there's a directive given or a situation scenario plays out, you have the opportunity to lose or or further and yeah. yeah that's right yeah so yeah by doing it what you're saying is uh just like you said with children with your children it's like listen i you hope you've given them enough sound advice and over a period of time then when you say don't run out in the street they're like eh, i trust dad because i mean you know he, he hasn't steered me wrong I, he's given me the benefit of the doubt he's explained things before in this situation i trust him why wouldn't i right you know yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think trust is something that just further solidifies over time. Well, but the whole idea, too, as far as uh, knowing the why. Yeah. It goes right back to what we were discussing about purpose, too. Because then we easily tie in, okay, so how does this align with, one, our goals or our vision? And this is for life or work. Uh, but but what is our why? Why do we get up and come to work? You know, why do we do what we do? And... um that's a that's a huge rudder for for me in in life and yeah. job. You know, why do I go be the principal over there? Why right. do I, you know, interact the way that that I do? So, getting into the why, I mean, take me back to, you know, you decide to get into education. So my, I was born and raised in Covington. Oh, my, uh, one of my favorite podcasters is from Covington. Oh, really, uh, Theo Vaughn. Oh yeah, man. So Theo, hey Theo, if you ever. Oh man, I hope he listens to this. I'm a huge fan. I'll tag him in it. <laughs> so Theo actually uh, grew up with my brother. Get out of here. Him and my brother. You're yeah. kidding me. No, no, That's no. Such a small world, man. Theo, if you ever listen to this, love your haircut, dude. Oh my I gosh. Love your current haircut. <laughs> yes, that's uh, incredible, man. So, I didn't think this was going to come up. Yeah. So uh, come over here. I come play ball. So my dad uh, was a teacher, principal. My mom was a school secretary, and then went into helping the children 
you know, that it needed in school suspension. She worked as that role for a little bit. My yeah. grandfather, so my dad's dad, he was a speech pathologist and he served at the school board in St. Tammany Parish. So uh, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I grew up in schools back when we had textbooks and, you know, somebody <laughs> yeah. had to inventory textbooks. So it was right. the principal's <laughs> children, you know. So it wasn't really until I started playing ball at McNeese, playing baseball and, and working winter camps and summer camps and just seeing kids kind of light up. Yeah. You know, when they finally got what we were teaching and just that that spark of, oh, I get it now. And it's just that child's game got better. Right. So that idea has evolved mm. into um, that student's life may have gotten better in 10 years. Right. An idea that we planted, you know, and, and it's not about brainwashing or doing anything right. like that. It's just giving them foundation of support, of educational support, of, you know, interaction, how to deal with peers, coping mechanisms. And again, going back to the team concept that we, you know, with the counselors, bringing them in for those that need that, uh, just giving them whatever support they may need to the best that we can yeah. in a professional setting. I mean, support looks different for everybody. Sure. Yeah. We all have different needs specific needs mm -hmm. but we all boil down to maslow's hierarchy sure yeah i got you uh, you yeah. know what i'm saying mm -hmm, i do yeah so, so we're all on that that pyramid yeah and it's just it's just the ability to impact the future yeah. that's the why and so you how long were you a teacher before you all right so that my educational journey i started yeah. uh, in sulfur at ek key oh elementary. okay oh yeah. yeah five years of elementary pe a wonderful time, great school, great people, love the community. And then I went to Iowa at Joe Watson for three years as assistant principal. And I've been blessed with the communities that I've worked in. I mean, the Iowa community is amazing. And if you don't know where it is, it's spelled Iowa if you're gotcha. rolling through I-10. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the community is, is hardworking, just great people. And then so five years ago, got on uh, the FK White Wolverine trains. So yeah, Wolverines, that's man. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's awesome. It's been so, a good ride. So why does someone make a jump like that? I mean, to get out of, um, you know, the just being a teacher and then moving into, you know, becoming a principal. Why would you? Well, I think... One thing that I really enjoyed as a PE teacher is, is EK Key at the time had about 500 students, mm -hmm. and I was able to build a relationship with the whole school, with ah. 500 students, right? Yeah, because everybody's coming through. Everybody okay. comes to the gym. Yeah. Uh, and then I just saw that, and it's like, you know, I wonder, I wonder if I could make an impact on the adults who ah. then have a more intimate relationship with 20-ish, you yeah. know, give or take in their classroom and so can i inspire can i motivate can yeah. i can i can we learn from each other to get that i'm fascinated listening to what you're saying because you know not everybody talks like this i mean and i know you might say the same thing as almost every other humble guest i've had is like well i'm nobody special i'm just 
I'm just a guy or I'm just this person, you know, but what you're saying is these, these thoughts that you're sharing is I thought now maybe I could have an, maybe I could have an impact on the adults too, or maybe I could have an impact on the kids. You know, I don't know that everybody's having those thoughts. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that everybody's going, Hey, maybe I could change something. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. (laughs) You, You know, one of my, one of my messages, uh, that just keeps coming up is is just how powerful you are as a person. And if you're listening to this, you need to understand you may not think so, but you have this potential power inside of you to make a positive difference if you just put that in motion. Yeah. You know, turn that potential into kinetic and, and just go do something nice. Yeah. Put 50 cents on the Walmart drink machine out front that it's literally still 50 cents, which is amazing to me. (laughs) Uh, But man, Hey, have a drink on me. Boom. 50 cents. Who cares if you ever know? Yeah. You're going to make somebody's day. You're going to help somebody that wanted it or needed it. Whatever the case may be, you know, small little acts of kindness. Yeah. Tiny stuff. And I'm happy. I know it. You've probably heard me mention filming videos, building websites, creating logos, or building brands on this podcast. Well, there's a good reason for that. I'm a brand builder, and my brand is Parker Brand Creative Services. My team and I have built countless brands in the Gulf Coast region, and a lot of our work in the travel and tourism industry is experienced across the country, and honestly, the whole world. We have our specialties, web, logo, package, and whole brand design, as well as video production and photography. But the reality is we function as a full-service advertising agency to businesses that don't really mesh well with larger advertising agencies or just don't want to have in-house creative departments. But don't listen to what I say. Just go to our website, parkerbrandup.com, and take a look at what we do. We're a show-it-don't-say-it team. Okay, you should definitely say it too, but you know what I mean. That's parkerbrandup.com. We think sideways, we push forward, and we'll get your brand up. So take this, you've earned it, a melody and chorus. I think that's something that maybe gets in the way of a lot of people. I know I've, I'm guilty of it, is uh, seeing daunting problems as just giant mountains and going, I want to do something, and then you, you, be, you do nothing because you've got, it feels insurmountable instead of doing what you just said and what so many other people who've come on here have said, which is just do small things, you know, do what you can do. So, and then you you arrive at a bigger well, and and you got you gotta man, it's so it's so complex but simple at the same time. If I just start, just start, yeah. If I right. just get started, right? Mm. There's a gentleman right now, and I don't know when this is coming out, but there's a gen- Chris Bro. I okay. don't know if you've seen this on Facebook. I don't think I have. He has taken a challenge, he, the Orange Grove Cemetery in Lake Charles yeah. is I want to say and y'all fact check me I want to say it's the largest display of avenue of flags when they yeah, when they when do they, the right. when, mm-hmm. when they do the avenue of flags for uh, veterans day yeah he began one man show with his children his wife cleaning the headstones because uh-huh. it's a big yeah. attraction and these are 100 plus year old yeah, Headstones. I did see this on Facebook. The I have seen the, the about the cleaning of about the cleaning, yeah, cleaning yeah. them up, right? Getting them ready. Uh, yeah, and, and so I, I think he now has around a hundred people 
going out there, going out there to, to do it. And, and so all he did was get started. Yeah. That's it. Have you seen, and on that note, I don't want to digress too far, but, uh, but it's on that note. Have you seen this thing at this guy on the internet, uh, the good cemeterian? Mm -mm. Well, I, I almost, I'd love to talk to Chris bro and I ask him if he, was inspired by this person because this guy, that's what he does. And he's been on the internet for a couple of months, like making the rounds and he goes around and he, he cleans headstones and bring, brings them back to new, like a hundred plus year old headstones. And they look like brand oh, new. beautiful. He had a, he, and he shares with people, all the chemicals he used and how to do it without damaging them. And so it's all over the internet. And that's it just cool. sounds like, he said that people have been inspired all over the country. He never thought that it was going to happen. And One I wonder, guy. I just very curious because it goes into what you're saying. That guy just said, I'm going to do this. Yeah. For, I, I don't know his why. Yeah. I don't know it, but he could tell you. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, you go, hey, I'm going to do this thing, this one thing. Yeah. You know, there's so many people doing things that aren't even seen. That, and that's why I love your that's why I love your podcast. What what's the good news? Yeah. What is it? What is it? Because, look, you turn on the news, the news news. Right on. <clears throat> negative, negative, negative. I don't even watch it anymore. And me either. I had that's actually <laughs> this came from that. And that's kind of your point in, in exactly your point that you're making is enough for me was like uh, enough. I'm over I'm over I'm flowing over with this and I can stop listening to stuff and I did and I thought, "Well, okay. What if I just retune mm-hmm. and go, well, let me listen to new stuff." Oh yeah, <clears throat> man. Look, I saw Mickey Smith came on Carrie Hankins came on. Mickey came and spoke at our school. Yeah, I saw that video that y'all were talking about him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, phenomenal. Uh, Carrie is, is such an inspiration. What she's doing is just changing, literally yeah. changing the world one young Look, person man, at a time. On that note, and it's, it's just proof positive. I know somebody very close to me who... You know, that, uh, how do I say it? I'll just say it like this. They know Carrie and the program and they're like, they look at everything she does and they say to me, I wish that had existed when I was a 15 and 16 year old girl. It would have changed their lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, and really, I mean, and I know this, these people and I go, yeah, I know it would have because I know what happened because they didn't have the information. So it just goes to show you, you know, yeah, you can... You, you hear that voice, like you said, that little thing's going, you know, somebody ought to do something. It's that somebody ought to, and then there's a prayer that me and my son would say at night, and it's something we made up, but uh, we would we would try to pray into the cracks and the crevices, basically, is the mm-hmm. way we'd put it, you know, yeah. for the people that are in, uh, that we don't know. Right. The, you know, uh, the hungry child on the street that we don't know, the person in the shadows, the forgotten, and we'd always say, Lord... Send them a helper. Right. And then the next part was, and if that helper is me, send me. And, you know, that's the thing. That is the thing, man. That is the thing. That's the power. The inner power is be that person. I mean, very Gandhi-ish, you know. Yeah, yeah, right on. the change you want to see. Look, man, look on that top shelf right there. (laughs) Right. You know, I mean, that's the man. You know, I'm with you on that. It's, It's just, it's simple but not easy. Yeah. To, to answer the call. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you brought Gandhi up because I remember, boy, we're about to get into it, man, right here. Now, you know, like I remember in high school, I had a, uh, 
<clears throat> and this is the whole point of taking something that you perceived as negative turns into something positive. Correct. I was in uh, geography class and I had a teacher that just kind of checked out. It was not a dynamic class. We watched movies all the time mm-hmm. and called it geography. Right. You know, no slight on this person. I don't know why. I really don't. Maybe they'd been, te- I don't know, maybe they're burned out. I couldn't tell you. But for whatever reason, we watch movies uh, all the time. And one day, well, it wasn't one day because that's a, back then it was a four VC, you know, four tape box set. Yeah. We're watching Gandhi. I didn't know who Gandhi was. But that was, I could not wait to get to that class every day yeah. to watch that movie. I was, that was my, I guess, my first, uh, the first social justice persona that I had as a young adult ever or teenager ever really went, whoa. So this guy saw an injustice and he just by nonviolently chose to change it and just by just by putting him his own neck on the line blew my mind mm-hmm. and still to this day blows my mind. I mean that you can literally change things. I mean the whole his whole country changed. I mean, overthrew an empire. Yeah. That blows my mind still to the, I think we forget that. I really do. Like, I think we almost kind of get, and it's the sin of busyness for me. It is. It's right. like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Uh, I can't change anything. I just maintain this and maintain that and pay the bills and, you know, get the breakfast made and lunches packed and, you know, yep. it, it's life. Yeah. Life. And then somewhere in that, in the, in that it's like, whoa, wait a second. I'm on autopilot. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, not that not that doing those things aren't important. You're taking care of your family, but I get what you're saying. Am I, but but are you fully present? Or right? Are you really just right cruising? Cruising. That's a big difference. Huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I'm always fascinated by that. I mean, I think for you, I'm not around children. I only I'm only around my own children. But I can imagine that you see it, and it probably just is is the reward. When you see not just children, but you probably see your coworkers, other educators, you see something just come on, you know. Oh yeah. And then with a kid, when you're going, oh, they're they're getting this. That's probably the part of big part of the the yeah. payoff for you, huh? Like I'm, I'm sure that feels good. Absolutely. I mean, uh, it's in the in the book Why Leaders Eat Last. He actually goes through the chemicals that are released by your brain, and then the, you know, kind of the the what happens or why it's released and it's really interesting it's worth a read or a listen to i'll tell you yeah that. i'm gonna check it out um but yeah it's just inspiring others yeah. to be better right right it's just uh i just i love that yeah i think passing it on is the way to go i mean i'm i'm you know i'm no saint because i'm guilty of every i told somebody the other day in one of these interviews i said i don't have to look very far to find all the things that I disdain about the world because I can go get up and brush my teeth and stare at my own eyes and see it. Right. I mean, I know the thoughts that I don't share. I know the, the, the seeds of all that's in there. I just, I think that it's worth wrestling with, yes. you know, that's uh, for me where it's at. So what's next with you? I mean, what's going on with uh, you? You just, you're right where you need to be right now. huh? So, Story of the three monks, right? Yeah. So three monks are shooting pool. Uh, one of them pitches the, uh, the the question, you know, hey, if today was your last day, right? You know, where would you be? 
One of them says, hey, I'd be at home spending time with my family at the house I, I grew up in. Another one was like, I love the beach. I would love to be sitting on the beach. And then the third month takes a shot at pool and he says, you know, I'd be right here. Uh, look, I'm right where I need to be mm. in in the whole bigger scheme of things. I don't know what, where, you know, I don't know. Who knows what's tomorrow? Yeah. Who knows when I walk out the door because that's that whole control you know, idea is I, I truly want to live right now. Yeah. You know, I want to make the most of right now. And so that, that's a, that's a concept that has been kind of evolving for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause everything was to the future. Everything was uh goal oriented, which it's still there. Sure. I mean, I'm, it's hard to not. I mean, we live on a linear timeline, so sure. it's going to be that way. And I'm still driven, and and I wanna, I still wanna uh, make an impact, but I want to make it right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you're focused on the now. That's and or trying to stay Try, focused trying on to it. be. Yeah. Because it's to hard be. to be. Absolutely. I. I uh, yeah, mindfulness and awareness and presentness. I'm I'm a I'm big believer in all those things, and I and I've had times where I would say I've settled into those things, but I know the difference. You know, I get it. I, I sometimes uh, I used to kind of almost, if I'm being truly honest, I used to kind of get sick of hearing about it because I you know you'd hear it go you need to be in the present, right. you need to be mindful, and I go look. I get it, but I mean, not, I'm also got at things that need, they're on the timeline. I That's mean, right. if I didn't live in time, we all do. You can't escape that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you can't really do it. There's just sometimes your life is just structured in a way to where it can't be done. But I think it's good to go back to it. I think take it, you know. let's just, uh, like I see your glasses sitting here in a, in a term that, I've come to know and use is let's just look at life through a different lens. Yeah. You, you know, sometimes we do get in autopilot yeah. and that's, that's just a reality. And so I don't want to, I do not want to put your listeners or put you in this mindset that everything is rainbow. Right. And butterflies. Yeah, that's it, I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not, you know, the, well, that's why we're here. We're talking about it because we need more of rain, maybe more rainbows, but, but the, you, know, you know, it comes with the bad, that's but, right. you, but, but there can be no good without bad. Yeah. And well, we wouldn't no even bad. know what it is. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So now, uh, what's next is just living, trying to truly live with my children, with my wife, with my interactions at work or interactions with a guy who asked me to come on a podcast, you, <laughs> right, you know, right. I, I mean, it's just, um, live life. Yeah. Share, share like Mickey Smith, uh, love his, uh, share your passion or find your passion. Yeah. If you don't know your passion, find it. Yeah. Right. What's your purpose? Find that. And so that's, a that's where I'm at right now. You know, I, um, I've got one of my children dealt with uh, mental illness and that, what you just said, find your purpose. That was something I always believed in too, until we dealt with, you know, clinical depression and anxiety and things like that. And then that was the first time I never even, it never dawned on me Mm -hmm. because I was saying that stuff to my kid. Yeah. Find your purpose, find your passion. I had no idea that I was actually making her life harder. Right. By, and I, you know, because I'm going, hey, this is good. This is a good tip, right? Right. 
And so that was that for a while, it got murky for me. I, I got scared of that. I thought, oh man, how many other people are out there? And instead of find your passion, going, yeah, man, I'm gonna go out. I'm, I'm Mayor Goldie Wilson. I like the sound of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't that. It was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know. And then it just drove that person into a hole. So I have become more aware of like, okay. <clears throat> And I hate to say it, but I've got a governor now. I'm like, ugh, I'm scared. It made me gun shy, I guess, right. of it. And so uh, I think it's just damage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think, and that's something I'm, I'm struggling with right now yeah. because it changed me, uh, the despair that we went through with that and what I saw somebody I love go through. Right. Uh, it's weird how life shifts you because I was so different. And now I've just, I don't know, this is thing there speaking of shifting and it makes me kind of want to know from you did do you have something like that in your life where you felt a big shift occur and that you go oh i this is on my string of knots that this is a knot i tied a knot because i'm gonna remember this oh look we had a uh i guess when i I was an assistant principal you know had an incident with a student where i uh, wound up spending seven eight hours with her waiting on a bed at memorial yeah know? and so uh it, that was a pivotal moment in my life because for a while there uh i could fix things you know i could fix things but i could not fix that and i, I just had a, a son you know mm-hmm. uh, so i had a, a baby at the house and and i'm sitting there and the the student asked me if i would just stay yeah. Like, please don't leave. Wow. So, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. not going anywhere until legally I can't go with you any further. Right. You're, uh, but you're there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. So, uh, that was, uh, that was, uh, obviously a whole lot more into that, but, um, can't really get into. No, I understand. But right. that was a huge shift and huge eye opener that honestly, Mental illness is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, it's not something that can just be, quote, fixed. Yeah, you're not just going to talk your way out of no, that. No, and that's out of my that's out of my one pay grade uh, knowledge base yeah. ability. So, yeah. You know, I kind of went through that. I, um, I always felt like I had a pretty good handle on my mind, I guess. You know, and that sounds kind of arrogant. I probably shouldn't even say it, but I did. I felt like I had a... I guess because I felt like I reflected on myself a lot. So I thought, oh, I know my mind because I'm in it a lot. Probably, I guess we all are. But I mean, I felt like I spent a lot of time there thinking about why I did things. Right. But I had uh, something that really gave me a lot of insight. I, I've i never really been a big fan of things that alter your mind or uh, medicines and things like that that just make you feel weird. I just never was. I don't like not having control of my mind. Right. And so I stayed away, even as a young person, I stayed away from drugs and drinking and stuff like that. But several years back, I had uh, an emergency surgery that just popped up on me, something that had to be done. Well, they put me on medicine, uh, a painkiller after this surgery. And I'm not kidding you. It drove me into a depression. I didn't even know what was happening, but I was keeping a journal and I only keep it now just to remind myself. Mm -hmm. That medication put me in a place I never thought I was ever going to get. And so 
I quit taking the medicine and then day by day, week by week, I returned to my mind. When I had the follow-up surgery, I told him, I said, look, I can't have this. <clears throat> and I had ended up not even taking my pain medicine after the surgery because I was so terrified. Yeah. Well, whenever we started dealing with depression with my daughter and, and anxiety and all that, the when I find now that she's better, you know, she's still going to, she still struggles, but she's older and better. Now, when she talks about it, I tell her, I said, what you're describing is what I was going through. And I said, and I felt, I felt ashamed because mm-hmm. I was like, God, I didn't know. I didn't know what you were, the heaviness and the pain. And I just think about it now, you know, how often we can shuck off somebody who's going through that and go, oh, they're just hard to deal with. You know? Right. And the burden they're carrying. It's easy to love those that love us. Yeah. Right. And, and right. No, it's, I, I mean, you, it's the, the challenge or, or I guess his challenge is to, Love those that are difficult to love. Right, right. And and not saying you didn't love your daughter. No, no but it's but, it's but, harder. You're right. It, I mean, you're, you're she's going with something that, or, or people with mental illness are going through something that we we don't understand because we're, we don't we don't we're not living that. Yeah, you right. Know, it's not our reality. You it's know, not we're just our on the outside of it. Kind of. Yeah, it's not our lens. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that's uh, it's awesome that you stayed with that child. Really, I think that. Uh, uh, well, what what I mean is it it's awesome to, for you to have that experience because it it does. I can see how you probably learned something. What I what I'm listening to you as I'm hearing that I'm going just presence. Yeah, is powerful. Yeah, just being there with somebody. Well, in that moment, it's it's uh, holy cow! Like how this child trusts me enough to ask me to stay with, with them until yeah the next step that I, that the, this, the child was fully aware that I, yeah. you know, my limits and boundaries and yeah. what could or couldn't be. And, uh, but yeah, that's very humbling, very humbling to have somebody who is not yours. Yeah. Be like, Hey, you know, I imagine that's probably how people <clears throat> discover gifts because I, as I hear you tell that story, I can imagine, and again, this is just me fantasizing about it, but I can imagine somebody in your situation being asked to just say, hey, just stay with me. And then this person not even realizing until that moment, hey, you know, why are they asking me this? Maybe I should do this more. Maybe I should be aware that my presence matters. And then you find out that you have a gift that, have you ever had gifts just show up? You go, I didn't realize I was... Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> unexpected opportunities yeah. present itself, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm I'm really glad to get inside your head for a little while. Honestly, this was uh this was really good, and I think that uh, everything that you said is something that I know I'm going to take away. I uh, we're actually going to start doing something a little different after this episode. We're going to start doing B sides. Okay. Because what I find is uh, as we go back and start editing the episodes. I learned so much and then it's uh, there's so many golden nuggets that come out of them for the next few days. I'm going, oh, man, just having the, all these thoughts that are generated from uh, the conversations. And yeah. so we're going to start doing some post interview reflections, cool. things that come, things that just bubble up after the two or three days of, you know, being yeah. with that interview and that person. It's cool. And uh, see how that goes. You know, it's just one more way to kind of get people to dig a little deeper. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I see, uh, I see you got the ax bracelet on. Yes. So that, uh, 
that is where my my journey really began. Okay. I mean, after that, it was like, okay, I, the the idea of control is so far removed yeah. from my brain that uh, I went, you know, I took a trip. There were so many things leading up to that that day and that night. Just I felt a tug. Mm-hmm. And then it was more like a push. Yeah. And then that happened. And I'm like, okay, I need something. I need a foundation stronger than myself. Mm. So, yeah, made an axe retreat and uh, just started learning, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I could honestly trace this show back to axe. Yeah. You know, uh, my wife and I had that conversation. It's, uh, for me, one of the big takeaways without talking about axe, first of all, if you haven't been on an axe retreat, you should consider it. I would just say it that way. Just at least put the bug in your brain that maybe start thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is the... Te- Don't you love the siren at the same time yeah. the axe comes up? Just uh-huh. a, just a, just a, a distractor? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, just like, oh, wait, what was that? Let me do anything to distract the conversation away from yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway. And you know what's crazy? How often there are so many sirens on this road. Yeah. And when we listen to these, you're driving and you think that there's a siren. Yeah. Right. Because so... Any, but, you know, it, it's true. And it's funny because I'll tell you, I went on my axe retreat because I uh, actually got hit by a car. No kidding. While I, I used to get up in the morning and go before sunrise and go walk and pray. Yeah. You, you mentioned that at the very beginning. Yeah. And I thought, oh, yeah, I do I do the same thing. And uh, years ago when I first started contemplating, you know, walking with God, I was like, you know, I wanna, I'm want to. i trying to get to know my creator again right. after many years. And, uh, yeah, I would get up and go pray and walk, and I got hit by a car one morning. Okay. Uh, and, but the person, I was, actually was praying a rosary, and the person who hit me uh, was also in their car doing the same thing no so kid. it was kind of strange the way it all went down and i i had said i said well you know what i'm gonna go on that retreat it kind of just said hey i'm gonna go because you never know how many more i'm gonna say no to that's right you know Amen. and after that and uh yeah i went and one of my big takeaways was um people have stories to tell yes and we don't know what we think we know Correct. about people and it, and that's there's hidden i saw gold in hearts man Yep. That's what I saw. And I was like, oh, man, there's gold in everybody's heart. You just got to go digging for it. You got to awesome. go give people a format. It's unexpected opportunities, right? You get right hit on. by a car, and then it changes your life. Yeah, right. right. That's right. No, it's for, true. For the better. For the better. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just. Because, it's, you know, you have to. That, for me, uh, and it wasn't the only thing, but it was a big one because I thought, okay, you know, I could have died. You know, really, I mean, but everything worked out just so I got just hit just enough right. to wake up and go, okay, well, I can use these days that are left yeah. to do something, mm-hmm. you know, and I like to talk to people. Right. I do. I, I love, I love people. I love getting to know people. So let's just make it a thing. Do we just talk to people? Man. That's right. You know, yeah. give them an opportunity to show. I think if more people like bringing you on carry people like that, and y'all are also humble, uh, I'm always amazed by that because I go, okay, this is inspiring to people out there who are going, like you said earlier, well, you know, I, uh, I don't know. What can I do? It just says, you just said it. I mean, do anything. Well, small. And, and what I find is, uh, people are doing things, mm-hmm. positive things. Yeah. And I think the majority of, of people are, are pretty humble, you know, which is, interesting because ego drives everything but at the same time um 
I think for the most part, people are humble and they don't view that what they do is having an impact. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, so it's, it's, a, it's right back to that awareness piece. Like, let me just be aware of what's going on around me and, and myself in what's going on around me. Yeah. So. You know, it's interesting that you say that about the ordinary. And I've thought it a few times in these talks. Uh, one of the things that I always liked about some of the teachings of the Buddha was that very thing was uh, people would say, oh, you're a god. And he'd be like, whoa, 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 no, I'm, I'm not. I'm just a man. I'm not say I have nothing special about me. I have no powers. I don't know anything you don't know. I'm just a man. And so you can go do what I did. That's right. And you can train your mind to, to think differently. You can do what I did. Go test what I said because you're a man too. Right. And I think sometimes that uh, we think people who do great things are, are some, there's something we, we elevate them uh, and we go, Oh, right. they did it because X, Y, Z, but it's like, I'm just a man, that's just right. a person just like you. So the hot mess express, like, yeah, right. Just to revisit that. Yeah. So that, that came. So the, 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 the cool thing is one, it came from somebody else. We just stole it and changed the name in our building. But then, uh, Dr. Lacey Fontenot, she's our curriculum coordinator. She says, you know, it'd be cool. What if, what if we brought it to our feeder schools, mm-hmm. right? Because, because we, we vertically team our, our sixth grade teachers, talk to the fifth grade teachers at the end of the year to, to learn about the upcoming students. Yeah. Right? It's just, what, what have y'all done that worked, not worked? We don't want to make the same mistakes. And she's like, what if we take that to our feeder schools and, you know, just, just go thank them. You know, yeah, that, I saw y'all doing that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we just did our second round uh, of our eight feeder schools. We have eight that feed into us. So we, we've gotten half of them. It's just awesome. It's just, but her idea, she took something that's in place. It's a red cart uh-huh. with neon green <laughs> poster board. You know, yeah. it is not special. Right, I got you, yeah. But the idea behind it and the reason behind it validates people. And so yeah. we have now brought that to our feeder schools, which has been just an amazing response. It's, it's so cool to see. Well, and you know, I, I was watching those videos and uh, I thought, well, this is cool. I mean, to me, it goes back to something I said yesterday in an interview. And I said, you know, I think, and it's something we I've dealt with in our industry is that it's so busy. It's a deadline driven industry, which most things are, but ours is really, it's everyday deadline, deadline, deadline. Yeah. And I think, and this is no slide on the client. And I, I sometimes am afraid to tailor what I'm saying because I don't want to say, Oh, well, that sounds like I don't appreciate a client. Right. I do appreciate the client, but I think they're guilty of what we're guilty of. And that is just trucking along. That's right. You know, okay, cool projects done. Move on to the next thing. Boom. And we begin to starve out the creativity because the creativity wants to to say, take a minute and look at me. Not out of ego, just the creative thing, whatever it is we made. I mean, you can see the table. It's just years of stuff. And you go, this thing doesn't want to just be something that, okay, cool, and move on. It wants to go, oh, somebody made it. Somebody put their heart into it. Somebody chose the color. Somebody tailored the lettering. Somebody put all this together. Just take a minute. Yeah, and appreciate and go, it. That's awesome. Good right. job. Right. So for a while, that was kind of my, my little tiny hot mess express was is to be that person for my little team, you know, is to go, hey, I know you're maybe not going to get this from the client. Right. 
but I've done this for 20, 20 plus years. And I want you to know with whatever experience that has given me, I see that it, it's awesome. You just validate their purpose. Yeah. I mean, you chose it's awesome. to do, yeah, you chose to get in this field. I want you to know that ultimately somebody else in the field recognizes that. Well, and, and something that we are just experts at as, as humans, we are just amazing at picking out the flaws. Oh yeah. You know, right and, on. And, and whether, you know, it's, it's very guilty. Easy. I'm guilty. Absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm an administrator. I, I my, my job is to evaluate teaching, yeah. you know, but it, it's, it's what's going right. You know, it's not all about the negatives. Yeah. You know, there's two sides to an evaluation. What is really good? Let's hone in on that. Yeah. Build on that and get that, you know, really going. And, hey, let's just bring this up. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree. I mean, it's refocusing the way you think. I mean, I have to do it. I struggle with it. I'm actually learning to do it again because I think I think when I was younger and maybe there's a lot of people that this happens, I, I got jaded over time and i tend to uh, it's kind of funny boy i'm about to really reveal something and we've been talking about it here so but i have this little exercise that i do and it's uh i call it the, the other orans and what i do is when i'm having trouble or of any kind of something that i can't quite figure out i'll go sit somewhere maybe a park just get away and then i contemplate and this just maybe comes from my sci-fi fascination but it comes i, I go okay so there's a multiverse and there's other versions of me out there who at this key junction chose to do a different thing. So they chose to not go to this school. They chose to go to that school or they chose to become a teacher instead of this. And so I'll sit and I'll let that play out right. as far as I can go in my imagination. And uh, what I've found is that uh, I actually learn from these little games I play. You know, I, I, I teach myself how to get back to things that maybe I lost. Yeah. And so that's my point is I, when I was younger and before I was jaded, sometimes I play into that role again and go, let's go back to when you didn't have this thought before you felt cynical about this and go back and play that back out again. And then just in going back, like watching an old film or an old movie that you liked, I can get back and go, okay, I'm, I can kind of pull myself back into that space. Yeah. And then, even though the poisons and contaminations of the 20 years past are still there, I can say, yeah, I see you now though. Right. You know, now when you arrive in my mind and try to get me, I'm back to, I got my old boy or in back here, 1995, yeah. he got that positive worldview. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of like gives me a, uh, uh, kind of gives me a buddy, you know, I can come back and uh, That's right. double up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing, but it works for me, man. It's a little mental trick. And, Everybody has their own thing, you know, but it's just being, it's just being mindful enough to say, I know that this is a feeling. Yeah. Right. I mean, I I think now for, for, you know, for the said purpose, but, uh, just knowing that feelings come and go and not getting hung up on that. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we, I tell my son sometimes, I said, uh, and I pulled this from some uh, reading Buddhist literature for years was the clear blue sky. Yeah, it's a stress sausage. Yeah, yeah I like You it. like that? I do. <laughs> we, we get, you see all the little orange toys. We, when we see some kind of orange toy, we, we try to pick them up. I love it. Yeah. All right. But, so. you know, I tell my son, I said, the clear blue sky, you know, they say that a lot and uh, that the mind is the clear blue sky. And the clear blue sky 
is actually always there. Even in, in a compare it to the weather, that right now there may be clouds in the sky, but ultimately the clear blue sky is not gone. No, because yeah. just get above the yeah. clouds. Just wait a minute, let it, cl- you know, and that's something that's difficult because a thought can just take you. Oh, yeah. Just you're on the train. You I know? mean, if you really replay what we've been talking about, how many tangents have we gone on? I know, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But it's good, you know, it's yeah. good to have talks like this, I think, man. Just get the keep the wheels spinning yours are probably already always spinning if you're like me it's like you're always thinking man i could tell when i listened to your videos i was like oh he's got he's got stuff going on in there if half the ideas got implemented i wouldn't sleep do you keep like a journal or something not yet i've been telling myself that i'd love to journal right now it's just i don't make time me either i do and i don't i hit i get hot on it and then cold on it. yeah I know what you mean, man. I've been, I've, I've just been reading so much. Yeah. You, you know, I came across a video down the YouTube rabbit hole mm-hmm. and, uh, he, he broke it down. He says, you know, CEOs and, and millionaires, they, they have one thing in common and that's that they read four books a month on average. They read four books a month and then he breaks it down. He says, you know, the average person adult has a, reading ability of 200 words per minute and then he broke it down so if you read 45 minutes a day Mm -hmm. that's a book a week four books a month but it's just the power of reading yeah of of other people's experiences and and so so now we've evolved to spoken word and we've evolved even further to video that we can that we can do that so um, I think that's that's the medium I enjoy. Is, who do you read? Who do, uh, who do you read like go to when it's time to? Man, so over the summer and here lately has been anything like I, I referenced earlier. Anything from a leadership standpoint. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like I, I'm I'm slowly moving away from Jocko Willink. Yeah, you know. So I'm currently in his new book. Um, at while listening to, um. Simon Sinek's audiobook. I'll yeah. kind of bounce back and forth, and then I'm working in uh, from the Screw Tape Letters. Oh yeah, C.S. Lewis. Letters, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm trying to read a, a letter a week. Everybody to, ought to read Screw Tape oh Letters. Oh my gosh, it's, it's <laughs> so yeah. amazing. But uh, so busy reading. But you know why leaders eat last? And and Jocko's book, The Dichotomy of Leadership. Man, they just flow together. Leadership is is. You're not going to find anything new. Good leadership has some certain principles that that it has. And so I just enjoy hearing different takes on it. So yeah. like John C. Maxwell, that's where I'm moving next. I'm telling you now, that's where I'm going next. The guy's just, he's, he's awesome when it comes to leadership. And I, I had it recommended, you know, so just yeah. trying to learn as much as I can because going back to the 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 idea that people want to be led right not managed right big difference There's a big difference right huge difference so yeah. that's it's not anyone in particular more on the topic of leadership yeah how, how do i become a better person to positively influence other people around me because yeah. if, if that's my role right now if that's what i'm yeah here to and do, it is i mean you're that is your role right now i yeah. mean you're Build better people. Yeah. Well, that's good. I I think that there's a book that you would probably like. I don't know the author, but uh, it's a Gandhian philosophy of leadership. It's called, the name of the book is A Higher Standard of Leadership. Okay. And it's all based on uh, 
you know, hit principles that they kind of peeled out from the things that he did. And I, I read it years ago and I thought it was a still to this day, one of the, the go back to books, you know, yeah. that you go, yeah, there's some things in here just to refresh my mind on. And it, I think it probably plays into, like you said, there's nothing new, but the principles are there. They're almost universal. I mean, they just kind of rise to the top. And when we see them in Christ, we see them in uh, any great leader, honestly, you know, yeah. that's really st- stepped out and said, it's time for a change, time well, to do something. It's so cool to me, uh, what you referenced earlier about, you know, the world we live in today and, and how sharing a message, you know, even even stepping out and starting a good news podcast, at any point, somebody can find something negative about it, if they so choose. Oh, absolutely. It's probably going to happen. I mean, potentially, you know. But the risk to reward factor, you know, you have an opportunity on the previous show on the next show, something can come up to change somebody's perspective yeah, and just provide them with a different lens to see through. Yeah. Now, I don't know. It's, it's just, no, so I think cool. you're right. So you get cool. a, you get the, the more a show or, or anything, just like what you're doing, the more you're with people, uh, or the more uh, diversity you get within your team, right? the broader it gets. I mean, and I thought the same thing, you get different voices and as it grows, you begin to re it's like a tentacles just going, it's like, Oh, that, that is for me. And for me, you know, when you listen to a show, especially podcast, you may not listen to every one of them. Correct. You'll pick one and listen to that one. Cause right. it's in your genre. Or you have somebody on there, you know, uh, and that's probably going to happen. Sure. But if you do listen to sh- a show front to end, what I love about it being on my end of it is I get to see those universal bubbles kind of float to the top and go, Oh, he said this too. Oh, she said this too. Oh, he said this too. And it's just this thread. And I begin to go, these are these high value. I don't know what word you call them, but I'd say divine truths really that that are in human beings, hearts that are put in us and they, they want to come out because they're necessary. They're needed. These are the things that will make us a better, uh, a better animal, man. Correct. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean that, that's what we are. Yeah. You know, and, and so today I was uh, talking to a teacher and she was telling me how, oh man, I just went and observed this other teacher, which in the world of education, traditionally teachers don't go see other teachers. Okay. Mm. Uh, because it's, it's a risk. It's uh, they could be doing better than me. Uh, or, I, yeah, okay, I can see that. You know, I, maybe if I see something, I'll see a deficit in myself. Kind yeah, of, you know. Yeah. But I got chills listening to her talk, and I really did. And I showed her. It, it's like she helped me with this, and I was in turn able to help her with this. Yeah. Whatever this is, but it it's just so cool because that's about four, three or four years ago. I started to see trends in classrooms and as a universal evaluator, right? I'm, I'm in and out of my classrooms all the time. It's no big deal for any of the admin team to walk into a class because we love student learning. And so it, it's cool. I, I got, I actually got to say, y'all don't get to see what I see. Like, and I feel selfish. Yeah. Like you're the creator of this podcast. You get to see the bubbles. Yeah. And you right, get to interact right. with each guest and then go back and replay it. Yeah. So you do see trends and it's, it's so impressive to see good teaching in action. And I think that's another reason why I get so fired up and my people say, you've had way too much coffee today. <laughs> and I'm like, no, man, I get excited because of what y'all are doing in the classroom, 
Like their yeah. passion truly fuels me and inspires me. Man, that is, I get what you're saying. You know, I, uh, and I guess I, I'll relate it to my son. My son's in color guard and, you know, he's really good at what he does. Or at least I do. I think so as a parent. And when I go watch him perform after they've done their practice for the first part of the season, uh, when he comes up to me, he's like, are you crying? And he wants, he always, I think he's curious. Why does it make you cry? Right. And I told him, I said, I don't know. I guess I could say it just make, oh, it makes me happy as your parent. I could blow it off, but it's deeper than that. Right. It's something about watching a person that you've nurtured that you just like you're saying about seeing it from this d- different view. He he doesn't see his mm. life the way I see it. Right. I see the I see the bullying he went through. Yeah. I see the the different just all the different things that led to this teenage boy who's now confident. So it's more in it than just, oh, you did a good job on the field. I go, I, it's all wrapped up in the whole history. Absolutely. And I, I just, it fills you up and you go, oh, it's like, I don't know, something pops. And it's just like not tears of joy even. It's tears of, uh, I, I don't know. I don't hey, know the word. It's escaping me. When you get to chapter six and Why Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek, yeah. call, call me. Call you. Is got, am I, am I, uh, you'll have the reason. Okay. You'll have the the reason why. And anybody out there, if you're listening, when you when you get to chapter six, send me a Facebook message and tell me I got it. Well, I get why Oren feels that way. It, it's yeah. seriously because it's something different. It's not quite. Oh no, he, parental he love and joy. It's something else. It's cool. He breaks it down from a from a chemical standpoint that's going on. Huh. It's awesome. Interesting. Thirty thousand foot view, man. Yeah, you have it. He's just a little, it's cool. You know, you think about that and you go, and I mean, this is really getting back to our creator worldview. You know, you go, okay, imagine the creator's view of the inf- the timeline of human history. That, we can't even, we, in that small moment, when I look at my son, mm-hmm. I take and go, well, is this just the tiniest, most minuscule fraction of what a creator of things and people sort of experiences that that's it's beyond love it's like something else when you see them go through their whole history and maybe eventually come back to being the creatures you made them to be i I think that's something to contemplate yeah Yeah. it's cool i love you just